Hey everybody, welcome to episode 40 of Junior Golf Keys. I'm your host, Matt, and my guest this week, Jack Heath, is committed to play his college golf in the fall at San Diego State University. Uh, Jack currently lives in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, and we had a chance to catch up this week. We were actually planning on doing uh, just strictly an audio podcast, uh, but we had some challenges there, so we ended up doing a live stream on Instagram um, which we posted that video up on Instagram and on YouTube and then shared it out on our pages on uh, YouTube, on LinkedIn, and on Facebook as well. So you guys can definitely watch the live interview there. But, you know, if you're in a spot where you can't watch a live interview um, from a video perspective, then, you know, definitely the audio is a good place uh, to go next. So wanted to upload the audio here uh, in the form of a podcast. But I uh, just want to tell you a little bit about Jack. He's currently ranked number 13 in the Rolex AJGA rankings and had a really nice breakout year last year. Um, He finished second in the Scott Robertson. Uh, He also was a member of the American Junior President's Cup team, uh, which brought home the trophy in 2019. And he won the Junior PGA. Uh, Crazy tournament. He shot 21 under par and a final round 62 uh, with a one-shot victory. So, uh, we're going to talk about that tournament. We're going to talk about some of his playing and practice habits. Uh, we're going to talk about his recruiting process. He was actually committed to play golf uh, somewhere else before uh, making the decision to uh, change that commitment to San Diego State. So some things that happened there that uh, made him change his decision. So I'm going to talk a little bit about his tournament prep, uh, some mentors and coaches, and some of his favorite uh, golf experiences. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy this talk. Um, Jack's a great young up-and-coming player, and uh, he's definitely got some good advice for you young players and for you parents that are out there listening. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate it week after week, uh, putting out some new content, you know, trying some different stuff. I really appreciate the feedback that I get from you guys, and I would encourage you to continue to give me feedback, to continue to reach out and connect. Uh, it's something that I really appreciate and it helps me just kind of figure out where to take this and how to drive this um, you know, platform to bring you guys the most value that we can. So uh, you can reach out to me via email, juniorgolfkeys at gmail.com. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on YouTube now. Um, i trying to think if I'm forgetting anything else. Facebook as well. So Um, Got some different pages out there, continuing to try to grow the footprint, to share information with you guys uh, that's going to supplement what you're getting here on the podcast itself and through our other social media channels. So uh, just really appreciate your guys' time in tuning in and sharing the podcast every week. It really helps a lot. So thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Really appreciate it. And uh, before we jump into the show, I just want to tell you a little bit about uh, one of our partners. All right, before we get into this episode, I want to tell you about my partner, Golf Kicks. They've changed the game to help you bring your off-the-course shoe game on the course. They've got golf spikes that you can install on almost any pair of shoes. They've won some innovation awards with Golf Digest, My Golf Spy, and you might have even seen them closing a deal with Mark Cuban on Shark Tank. So it doesn't matter if you're a competitive junior, a weekend amateur, or you're teeing it up on the professional circuit, Golf Kicks adds some flavor and functionality to your game. And if you head over to golfkicks.com and use the promo code JGK20, 
They'll give you 20% off your order today. Now let's get to the show. There we go. What's up, man? What's going on? Not much. Not much. Um, So, yeah, this is kind of random. Guys, we were trying to record a podcast and having some technical difficulties, so uh, just decided to go live. So here we are. (laughs) So... Like I said, man, I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, um, of course. For those of you that don't know, uh, Jack, he's committed to play golf at uh, San Diego State University. And, uh, you know, I just want to have him on and, you know, talk about his story and hopefully help you guys out a little bit with, uh, you know, your journey, your path, and, uh, you know, go from there. So um, you were kind of telling us, you know, we were trying to record, you were talking about, you know, just your journey in junior golf. Can you just tell us a little bit about, like, you know, how you got started and what that path looks like so far? Yeah, so um, my mom had a brother when I was two years old, and my dad driving reins, my mom went out of the house. So I started playing golf when I was two, and I've just been playing ever since. And I started playing U.S. Kids stuff when I was six, five or six, and then yep. it just kind of – I just started playing a lot of golf every day pretty much. Um, and it got to the age where I kind of got out of that and moved on the AJGA stuff when I was about 14 – and I wasn't really ranked that high. Um, I was probably ranked like four or 500 um, about two years ago. And then last summer, I um, kind of took a step farther. I finished second at Kerr Robertson and then top 10 in the Wyndham. And then I won the junior PGA. Um, it all just kind of exploded from there. And I was ranked second in about a matter of four months. Um, yeah. Yeah, then- we were kind of talking about how – you know, people peak at different times. And I know that, you know, I'm constantly having conversations with families or young players about, you know, recruiting and, you know, when coaches are watching and, you know, different stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I know that you've worked really hard. Um, You know, you mentioned something about, you know, having a lot of talent, but maybe not putting in the effort that you needed to, to kind of take it to the next level. Um, What did that look like for you? I mean, what, what did you kind of like came to that realization and, was somebody helping you with that, or is that something you just decided yeah. on your own? I mean, my, I've worked with Ty Anderson, who's at Sawgrass, um, fished a lot of really good players um, the past yeah. three years now. And I had a really good short game coach, uh, Franco Castro, who's now assistant coach at Rutgers. I haven't worked in the past couple of years, but those two kind of really helped me get my game to where they should be. Um, it was, I mean, Todd's been awesome. Uh, wouldn't try the bet. He's been probably the biggest impact my golf career that I've had, just off a coaching standpoint. Um, yeah, really like got my swing and like my mental, like what I need to do on the golf course to win and take it to the next level, pretty much. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't really practicing in the right spots. I was just playing a lot. Um, I wasn't really, you know, um, like practicing. I wasn't really doing drills. Just kind of playing a lot. Just playing a lot of holes, which I do. It's still the same thing. I do. I don't really. Yeah. I hate hitting balls in the range. I hate all that stuff. But you do need to do that sometimes and, like, get your game to where it needs to be. Um, sure. But I just kind of practice in the right areas, and then that kind of just helped me get my game where I needed to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you had a nice year last year. Um, like you said, at one point you were ranked uh, second in Rolex. I think you're, what, 13th right now maybe. But, um, you know, not a huge difference in ranking there, obviously. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, the 
which tournament did you win last year? PGA, junior PGA. Yeah. <laughs> that was a heck of a tournament. I remember, like, everybody went deep that week, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, ridiculous. Uh, you fired a 62 in the final round. I think Cannon had one maybe in the opening round or second round. Yeah, Jake fired a 60. Um, I can't remember what round he shot that. But uh, what was it about that tournament? Was it just a really good scoring conditions? I mean, you ended up on top. So, obviously, you were yeah. – Doing some stuff right. Yeah, coming in that week, I really wasn't playing that well, honestly. Um, I got there. I hit a lot of balls. I got to the golf course. The golf course, is it's not too long. It's kind of short. Um, yeah. It was more than one golf course. If you could get it in the fairway and have a really good short game, you would do well that week. You could putt and chip. You'd do well. Um, and I don't know. I just – went out there and played golf and I don't really I wasn't really thinking about the tournament at all I was going to do my own thing and then I shot 65 64 in the first two rounds or 64 65 and then I was like well I mean I guess here I am um and then I went out and shot 68 third round and I was like oh that kind of out there I felt like I shot 74 because kids are going so low yeah Um, and I was like well I kind of got to do something um the last day to have a chance I think it was five back uh, of Jake and I was like, I think I was two, one under the turn, two under the turn. Okay. I bogeyed, I made a really dumb bogey on 10, which is a really short par five. And something just clicked after that. I don't know what it was, but it just was, I went into a zone that I've never been in before. And I ah. went birdie. Um, I started on 12. I went birdie, par, eagle, birdie, birdie, par, birdie, birdie. Yeah. And ended up winning by one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what does it take to keep that kind of focus in a round? I mean, you say you clicked into another gear. Have you tapped into that? Yeah. I mean, since. Yeah. You know, really helped me out a lot is playing just like a lot of games at home that were like, you're playing for something or like has something on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, like you got to like experience it before you get in there. You're not going to like, know, like you're going to like freak out. You're not going to, you're like, Oh my God, like what's going on. Yeah. But I mean, just experiencing like some games and like being in a situation before, um, I have a pretty good winner's mentality where I want to go out there and win. That's why I'm playing golf. Yeah. Um, and I just – it just clicked that week. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk to us a little bit about, like – I know you mentioned, like, you know, working with your coaches, you kind of developed some new routines or some areas to focus on that you hadn't really before. Yeah. Um, what is your practice regimen like? now and and playing like how do you how do you mix it up and you know make sure that you're kind of touching the areas that you need to yeah so the past like few weeks have kind of it's rained every day i've kind of taken a little bit of time off but when i go out there and like really practice golf i go out there i'll hit balls i'll work on my um it's basically for me it's all about my like basking everything's great but then i get to my like my downswing sometimes i'll get a little bit too inside with it and i need to get my like i need to cover the ball better yeah Um, I, I worked on hitting cuts versus hitting draws, and that really helped out my game a lot. Because my short game has always been there. My short game, putting and chipping, has always been the best part of my game. Yeah. But, um, I just started hitting cuts, and that's really kind of what helped me ball strike, hit, become a better ball striker. What led to that change? Mike, was that? It was Todd. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was. It was him. He, um, what, what reason particularly just – a little bit easier to control or yeah i can control it so it's so much easier to control for me um the the draws okay. you know you get like you can start they turn into hooks they turn into whatever else i had yeah. a super i had a super loopy swing and then i kind of 
went away from that and started hitting cuts and it just kind of transformed everything. Yeah. Um, So outside of junior PGA, I mean, obviously, you know, Scott Robertson's a big tournament uh, on the junior circuit took second last year at that. Um, Also made the junior president's cup team. Talk to us about, those are just some experiences that I imagine are probably on the top of your list, but you know, what are, what are some of those top experiences tournament wise or, you know, whether it's team competition or just individual competition for you? Um, yeah, I know. Charleston, that really, that was probably the first tournament where I, the first like big tournament where I really competed well in. Um, yeah. I finished second to Michael um, and played really well that week. And then, yeah, like I became second major junior president's go team in Australia. It was, I mean, it's probably, it was definitely the most fun I've ever had with my friends yeah. in a week of golf in my life. Um, I mean, everything about it was just ridiculous. Like we got there and then Royal Robert on the golf course was amazing. Um, I've never played a golf course where the greens have been that quick and that firm. It was, I can't even put it into words, but they just like being out there with the big, the big boys and seeing how they play and them like just talking to us, like we're friends. Um, yeah. It was a pretty cool experience for me, especially yeah. not being in this spot a year ago. It was like, wow, like, this is this is fun. I like this. Yeah, yeah. You definitely broke out and created some nice opportunities for yourself yeah. for sure. Talk to us a little bit more about that interaction with some of the big guys, and yeah. you know yeah, what so, types of things do you talk to them about? You know, there's there we I'm so Xander went to San Diego State, and that's where I'm going next year. And yeah. I so I was with Xander a ton, and uh, you know we just talked about they just give you really good advice on like how to get the PGA Tour because they've been there with you, and it's all about being patient. Um, mm. All of us have the talent to get there. All twelve of us that are on the team can play on the PGA Tour if they really like, if they really put their mind to it. Um, yeah, it's just you got to work hard and be patient because like you never know when you're going to peak, when you're going to break out, like when your time is going to be. Because you just got to stay in the moment and not worry about. I don't know when am I going to turn pro? When am I going to do this? Like you, like it's yeah. just all about waiting for the right time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Did you spend time with anybody else or any other advice? Yeah, you picked I, mean, up I mean, I was with, um, I was, I, so I was with Xander the most, but I was with, I was with Gary a lot. Gary is hilarious. Um, <laughs> one, one. Guy. Yeah. Um, and then we were all, I mean, JT, um, DeChambeau was just a, I don't even, he, it was, he was trying to tell Justin how to, um, like figure out the friction between the green and the, and the French. <laughs> And I just stood there. I was just like, what is going on right now? But um, <laughs> He went mad scientist on you guys? He, did. He, he went mad scientist. But, you know, and they're all really good guys, too. They're all super down to earth. And they don't, they don't, really talk, they don't talk about themselves and what they've done. It's all about yeah. – they're all about helping us out and, like, seeing how to play the golf course and seeing, like, how they do it. Because um, it's just a different it – didn't, it didn't feel, like, that much different than what we do. Like, I saw the shots they hit. Like, we can all have the same shots. Yeah, um, but it's just they just are have they're very mentally like there in the game. They know how to play golf, how it should be played. Yeah. Did you get a chance to see like or get a better understanding of like what they're thinking about and how they're mapping out the course and different stuff like that at all? Yeah. So like I watch I watch us play when we played our matches and there was a lot of kids just being super aggressive. Um, not really like taking the course for what it is. Cause that course, you cannot it's you got to be out there to like it's really hard like really hard yeah um 
And they're like, even when they were playing their matches, like I watched them, they were hitting away from the pins. They weren't going for them. Um, just because they know pars are going to win out there, and they just know that you don't need to make a bunch of birdies because when you try and force stuff, that's when bad things are going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to shift and talk a little bit about your recruiting process. Was San Diego State always a school that you wanted to go to, or what did that process look like for you? I mean, did yeah. you kind of pick a handful of schools and do some visits? Like, talk to us a little bit about that. I actually have a pretty interesting recruiting story. So I was actually committed, right. I was committed to Tennessee sophomore year. Okay. Um, and I went – I was committed for about probably eight months, and then the coaches changed. I just – you know, it wasn't, like, the right thing for me. Stuff happens. Like, you know, it's life. Yeah. Um, and then I just kind of reached out about a bunch of schools, schools reached out to me, whatever else. And I went out and visited San Diego State. Um, I loved it. I mean, yeah. it was probably – when I went out there, it was probably 30 degrees here. <laughs> I went right. to San Diego, and it was 72 and sunny. Um every day and I would just kind of fell in love with it um the coaches I mean I even wasn't wasn't playing well the coaches always believed in me they've always been there for me um yeah super good guys um you know they have a great golf course great schedule um and it's a good school as well um it just felt like the right place for me and it is yeah yeah for sure what um what other components like going out there and visiting like you know, did you like, or was there, any, was there anything you didn't like, but maybe just, you know, overall it was a good fit for you? No, honestly, there wasn't anything I didn't like. I went out there and visited again in February with the guys, and they're all super good yeah. guys. Um, it just has a really good, like, it feels like just a great atmosphere, and, like, I love I love being around the school with, like, good sports and the basketball and football. They're both up there, top 25 every year, and the basketball team is the stadium gets crazy but i just i love yeah. the environment out there and um it just felt like it's the right place for me to go yeah yeah did you play any other sports growing up yes i'm, I'm i played basketball and baseball pretty much my entire life i'm six five so yeah i played a lot of basketball um okay so yeah so i played those two until i was about i still play basketball today but i played baseball until i was like 13 then i quit just because okay but did you still play in high school basketball all the way through your senior year? Yeah. So I played, I didn't play for my school. I just played with my friends, but I still, okay. played, you know, just to get out there and yeah, be fun. Yeah. What do you think um, those sports do anything for your golf at all in it, terms of just competition? And if you're, I mean, if I was telling a parent about their kid right now, I'd say keep playing those sports. Yeah. I, I, Why I, is that? I just believe that like, if you, I mean, golf's more athletic than you think it is if you can keep those sports up and like it also gets you in shape as well like a basketball yeah. running and uh, it, it was just i feel like for me it's also it's good to have a balance too you don't need to like focus all on one thing when you're 15 16 years old because you're going to burn out yeah uh, it, i just feel like playing with other sports really just like help me you also got to like figure out like what you really want to do you don't want to play golf you don't want to like focus on that like if you have your other sports too you can see what else you're playing, what else you like to enjoy. And then once time comes, decide what college you want to go to, just play golf. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think there's a huge advantage to continuing to play sports. I mean, you know, like you said, keeps you in shape. You know, you can develop some different skills through other sports, you know, just some different competitive atmospheres always obviously help, um, you know, kind of put you in that mindset um, just to compete and to win and those types of things. So, yeah, I think that's – I think that's some good advice for, for any kids that are out there. Um, 
you know, and parents that are trying to figure out, you know, what do we do with our kids? You know, do we try to make them make a decision? You know, when's the right time to help them make a decision on, you know, focusing on one sport. But it sounds like a lot of the people that I talk to, and I did the same thing myself, you know, I played uh, basketball, baseball, and golf uh, all through high school. Yeah. And um, yeah, for me, it's just, you know, I, I love sports. I love the competition. And oh, I was in Ohio too, so I couldn't play golf, uh, right. you know, 12 months out of the year. So I know you've probably got a little bit of that too in, in Charlotte. Yeah. Just a little bit, not too much. That's more the rain. The raining part. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Right, right. Um, talk to us about mentors or coaches that um, that you've had that, and kind of what they've helped you with. I know you're talking about your coach a little bit with some swing changes and you know shifting your practice habits and stuff like that. But any other mentors or, or coaches that have helped you along the way? Yeah, so my assistant coach at San Diego State, Evan Emmert, has been probably he's had a huge impact on my life just getting me to like realize kind of like what I have with my golf game and like what I can do and he just kind of pushed me to just like Jack you got like a, you got a good thing going for you man like I want to see you succeed like just keep grinding like you're going to be on tour one day and same with my my high school coach as well um Sean Panther he's um one of my closest probably one of the closest mentors I have in my life um you know whenever something happens in my life I go to him yeah I feel like for me the whole golf thing is it's pretty mental for me um like my whole my mental game is probably the best for my game but like it's just all about being confident for me like if i have my confidence going like if people are it's just if i put my life we're gonna put confidence in my life then i'm gonna do really good um is that positive thinking is it like because we talk about like confidence in the mental game and like yeah. you know being strong and, you know, stuff like that, or, you know, hitting, taking one shot at a time, you know, those types of like mental strengths and disciplines. But yeah, is that something that's just like a belief or is it like, Hey, I've put the work in, in these different areas. Like talk to us a little bit about like the strength of the mental game. No, for me, it's like, when I go out there, it's how I, this is how I look at it. It's like, I deserve to be here. Like I've worked, I've worked hard to get where I am. Just go out and play your own game and like the things are going to happen. Like you don't need to worry about, yeah. Oh, like, I don't know. You don't need to worry about like any other stuff. You just go out and focus on your own stuff. Like, don't worry about what other kids are doing. Just kind of get in your own mind that like, like you you deserve to be in this spot right now. And uh, yeah. What about know. with like bad shots or bad holes? What's what's your typical response like? Yeah. So for me, like if I have a bad shot or a bad hole, I'll allow myself to get angry for about thirty seconds, and after thirty seconds is over, it's behind me. And yeah. the thing for me is I used to, like, after a bad hole or bad shot, I try and force something to, like, make up for it. But you just can't do that. Or, like, it'll work out maybe one time that it's in. But, like, you just got to, like, yeah. be smart about it and not try and, like, force a shot or force a hole just because it's just you're double downing. You're going to double down on your mistake. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> I've done that myself several times. So, uh, yeah, it's – if you can really slow the game down and, and truly hit one shot at a time and, you know, not worry about the outcomes, um, you can see a lot of better results, right? Yeah. For, you see a ton of better results. I mean, you got to like golf. It's a long, it's a long four and a half hours of golf. You got a lot of shots out yeah. there. You never know what's going to happen. You can make double on the first hole and then shoot 65. Like you just don't know. Like, yeah, you just can't let one pole or one swing affect the rest of your round. That's when it just gets, not good stuff's going to happen. Yeah. Do you do a lot of physical training? I do. Um, Fitness-wise? 
yeah, when the gyms were open, I was doing, I was at the gym every day. <laughs> yeah. But, and now they're just closed. So I haven't been to the gym in about a month and a half, but, um, I didn't really do any physical training until about four or five months ago. Um, okay. And I kind of started going to the gym cause I was trying to, I'm six, five, about one eighty. So you can imagine that. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to get to 200 by the time I get to school. Okay. Uh, just let's go. Cause like I, hit the ball a long way but i know if i get a 200 it'll be it'll be i mean i'll have it'll help it'll also help my swing out a lot too because like have more stability um in that yeah. fact and i'll be able to just control myself a lot better yeah what types of things were you specifically training was it a lot of legs core you know that kind of stuff or? yeah honestly it was a lot of it was a lot of um legs upper body um my core is pretty strong um yeah I actually knew upper body a little bit stronger, my legs a little bit stronger. Um, that was kind of my, that was what I was doing for about two months, and then this all happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully we can get back out there sooner rather than later. Yeah, for at least sure. you know, stay active in the interim. Yeah. So, uh, um, what else? Any other advice that you would give any other players or parents, what was your, like, what was your support system family wise? Like, yeah, my, uh, or my what parents, is it like growing up? Yeah. My parents have been awesome to me. They do everything for me. Um, it's, they've been there for me through all my golf stuff. Um, and they don't, they, my parents are, they don't really care how I play. Honestly, they're not like, if you don't play well, like you're not going to, they don't really care. It's all about me going out there having fun and competing and if I play well, it's a bonus. Um, yeah. My dad's just, just go out and do your thing. Like, who cares if you shoot 80 or if you shoot 62? Like, it, it, yeah. it's as long as you're having fun and you love playing golf. Like, that's what it should be about. It's not about, like, worrying about who's going to recruit you, who's going to do this and that. Because, like, if you just focus on your own game and play your own – just play how you normally play, like, people are going to recruit you. People are going to do this. You don't need yeah. to try and pressure kids or – pressure people into doing like into playing well because it's just not going to happen it's gonna, they're going to play worse yeah so my parents my parents have been really good about not really like pressuring me into like playing good golf or just they just they want they just want to support me and having fun and doing the sport i love to do yeah yeah um well obviously i mean it sounds like that approach has been successful right yeah for sure i, I think it's i think it's been awesome i think i wouldn't trade it for anything yeah um, what kind of advice would you give other kids that are out there that are just trying to navigate their junior golf journey? Um, whether yeah. that's practice habits or picking different tournaments or, you know, mental game or instruction, any advice or anything that stands out that you think is just something they really need to understand better? Yeah. So I think, I feel like social media has a, has a huge impact on today's like society with junior golf and whatever else. And like, kids see all these kids like playing junior president's cup and like a bunch of other huge tournaments and like i wasn't there a year ago um i was doing my own thing i was playing a lot of local tournaments like in-state stuff yeah. like i wouldn't try like i i just i love the ajga but if you're not ready for that stuff and don't try and like play a bunch of qualifiers and do your own thing um yeah i just i just play your local stuff your state tournaments do whatever else you need to do and then once you get to level where you're good enough for that then move on to the AJG and move on to the other bigger stuff the amateur events because yeah I just feel like you just shouldn't force you just be patient like I didn't break out until last summer I was junior year yeah. summer 
Um, it just yeah. happens at different times, different people. You never know when it's going to happen. If you find something in your game that's going to click and it, you break out, like that's all it takes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the most important thing is just putting yourself in those situations, right? In a competitive yeah. environment, you know, sure. you got to test yourself, you got to prepare yourself, yeah. and you just got to throw yourself in the deep end a little bit, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think the whole recruiting process, too, is the same deal. You just pay, be patient with it because you never know what's going to happen. Like for me, like I didn't, it just kind of was, it, it just, everything happened like in a blink of an eye. I think you just don't know when you're going to break out, what's going to happen. So, yeah. And a lot of stuff changes, right? I mean, you talk yeah. about, you know, Tennessee and then, you know, obviously you're going to San Diego state, but you know, things change all the time. People decommit spots open. Um, you know, I think sometimes parents and families forget about how many options there are that yeah. are out there. I mean, there's like 1,200 schools across the U.S. that have men's golf programs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, obviously at different levels and stuff right. like that, but there's a lot of opportunity out there. So I, I like your advice around just, you know, being patient. And, you know, in due time, if you're putting in the work, um, you know, you're going to peak and, you know, people are going to recognize that, right? Yeah, for sure. I think, too, like even if, like, there's been a lot of guys on tour who played golf at D2, D3 schools. Like, you don't need to, like, yeah. you don't need to try and play golf at – big power five like a huge top 25 school like you don't you don't feel you don't need to like feel obligated to do that like you can go find your own place somewhere else like if it doesn't yeah and work hard and get to the same place yeah for sure i was just talking i had um john vanderlin on uh corn Ferry tour player who played at florida southern and okay. um d2 school he was a stick there i mean he he was like a three-time all-american uh won a national championship his junior year and then team national championship their senior his senior year i think but we talked about that too i mean you wouldn't think of like florida southern as like a powerhouse golf school they've always had a pretty decent d2 program yeah uh both on the men's and women's side but um you know to your point you're out there playing the golf course right so i mean yeah. if you're developing your own game and you're developing your you know competitive drive and nature you know you can make it playing really anywhere exactly you know i don't think i feel like it's a lot of kids are just like, oh, I need to go here. I need to do this. But I feel like just focus on your own game and don't worry about what other people say or do whatever else. Just be yourself and go wherever makes you happy and where the best spot is for you. Because like, you can go somewhere and not play for four years and yeah. not get any experience. Yeah, I remember talking to my dad about that when he um, – I mean, I wasn't there when he was going through his recruiting process. But my dad played golf at Ole Miss. And um, he went and looked at Tennessee and Florida, I think, and Clemson. And he made his decision on Ole Miss because kind of what you're talking about, you know, he wanted an opportunity to go in and play right away. Yeah. And he could have gone and played at those other schools, but at the time they had some really strong All-Americans and, you know, at, at some of those different schools. I think specifically Clemson was maybe his second option. But, um, yeah, he ultimately decided to go to Ole Miss because he knew he could crack the lineup as a freshman. And then he ended up, you know, earning a scholarship and, um, you know, had a nice career there. But it's – yeah, it's really important just to find the right fit of school. And then, you know, you can let your golf do the talking from there and help it yeah. kind of build your path. Can you tell us a little bit about, like, I know we've talked about your recruiting process a little, but what things were you looking for in a school that were, like, the most important things for you? Yeah, so for me, it's it was all about um, the schedule we had. And then the kids, on the, the kids on the team are huge. That's probably one of the biggest things for me is still going to be around because you're going to be around good people and around kids are going to be a good influence in your life. Yeah. Uh, and then the coaches, I mean, I know Evan and 
Coach Donovan, they're not going to leave, and they're going to be there for a while. Um, yeah. And they've really, I mean, especially Ember, he's had such an impact on my life. Just even after I committed, like, we've just gotten super close. Like, I can call him and tell him anything. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't really had that connection with any other coaches besides him before. Um, it, just, it just was like, this is where I need to be. Like, these people want me here. These people are, like, they care about me. Um, yeah. And it was just, it was right. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be spending the next four or five years with them, right? You want to make yeah. sure that there's a good foundation of a relationship there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I talked to guys on the team. I went through, I talked to Xander. I talked to um, a couple other guys who played at State. And um, yeah, they were just like, it. the best decision of my life. Like, I genuinely, like, wouldn't go anywhere else. Um, yeah. Just the coaches are just the best. They've probably one of the best coaches in the country for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, you definitely had a good junior career. When have you graduated yet, or what's going on with graduation? I graduate tomorrow. We have. Um, oh, that's right. In in person, but it's there's like twenty groups of thirty kids, so we'll see how that goes. Okay. Okay. Everybody keep their distance and yeah, grab grab the diplomas and run right. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> good deal. Um, well, good luck with graduation. I know you're going to have a good, successful career in college. I'm excited to kind of keep following along and, and watching you there. Um, are there long-term goals, aspirations of playing professionally? Yeah, that's what I want to do. That's why I play golf. Um, I want to be out in four years on the tour and be competing with those guys. Because like I said, in Australia, like we, all the kids have the same talent. Um, there's, not yeah. a huge, there's not a huge difference in the shots we hit versus shots they hit. Um, right. It's all about the mental stuff. And if you can keep your head on straight and not get distracted the next four years, when I get only get distracted the next four years, I'll, I'll be out there as well. Yeah. So yeah. I want to point me all out from there. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Um, well, I appreciate you doing this. I want to move towards wrapping up. But uh, one of the things I kind of do at the end is flip it back to you as the guest um, just to fire a question or two back at me. It can be anything uh, just about what's going on with this podcast, my opinion about something in junior golf, you know, me, whatever. Yeah, so what made you start the podcast? Uh, so I was recruiting junior players at, uh, at IMG okay. when, uh, for probably about three years, almost four years maybe. And uh, I left, and now I'm, I'm working to build a Corn Ferry Tour event in the Lakewood Ranch, Florida area, Sarasota area. So I just wanted to stay tied to junior golf, and I knew from recruiting players when I was at IMG that um, there's just so much that families don't know um about you know what to play in or just different training options or just a lot of the stuff that we're talking about today recruiting those types of things so i just wanted to create a platform where you know people could learn about that information um you know without maybe being at an academy or uh you know paying for somebody to you know help them uh and guide them you know through some different stuff with junior golf so yeah it was just it was an opportunity for me to uh, I guess give back a little bit and try to, you know, help some families out navigate their path. So, yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. And it's been a lot of fun. So, yeah. I mean, so right. far, I think we've, I don't know. I think we've been listened to in almost every state uh, in the U S and I think like 29 countries or something right now. So uh, yeah, just keep building. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, but um, good stuff. I've been following, yeah. I've been following along for a while now. So, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you being a part of it, for sure. Yeah, of course. I appreciate having me on. All right. All right, man. Well, have a good rest of the day. Yeah, you as well. I appreciate it. All right. Yep. See you, bud.
yeah. Well, that wraps up episode 40 of Junior Golf Keys with our guest this week, Jack Heath, who, like I said, is committed to play golf at San Diego State University. He's actually graduating high school this week, so we wish him the best of luck in uh, his graduation and his his next steps uh, as a college student athlete. So um, thank you, Jack, for your time and appreciate you sharing some knowledge with this group that hopefully uh, can help the young players and the parents that are listening navigate their junior golf journeys themselves. Um, And if you guys took away any value from this episode, like I always ask, please share it. Please leave a review. Also, make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss out on some of the exciting guests that we've got coming up. And I hope you join me next week for another episode of Junior Golf Keys.